0: Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Welcome to episode 95. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. So this month is the 90th birthday of pop culture figure... Icon. Icon. you know, the guy around whom the pop culture universe seems to resolve, uh, revolve sometimes, and that's William Shatner. So yes. happy birthday, Bill. Uh, this episode's for you, man. Absolutely. This, is, a, this the, is the middle
1: episode of our Shatner Palooza, as Francis likes to call it. <laughs> well, I was glad I was not the only one that picked up on
2: that. I thank you all for, for working with that. Yes, yeah. we're going to do three this month.
1: Yes. So we
0: we, we did a Kirk for, a quote, and this is the hero. We're going to talk about the real life, although sometimes it can be hard to separate real-life Shatner from
1: the acting soul, Shatner. Persona from Shatner. From yeah, that's Shatner.
2: right. And that's deliberate on his part. I mean, and he, <laughs> Well, in
1: many ways, it just shows he's an authentic person because he is who he is. Yeah, what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah follow his Twitter feed. I, I, I do. Uh, he, he doesn't suffer fools. He
2: really doesn't. And he, he's just got that uh, He's got that humor to him sometimes, too, that it's just yeah, who it, he is. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think he understands that he can self parody uh, and it's, it's pretty funny and and he can poke a little fun at himself yeah. for, for knowing that it's, you know, he's hugely famous for something he did for three years. <laughs>
2: right. Well, and that's a gross understatement of course, of the talent of the man, because he's yeah. had a tremendous acting career, which we'll talk about a little bit here uh, over you know, before Trek <clears throat> in his beginning days. But since then, he's managed to stay in the public eye ever since then.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so let's talk a little bit. I mean, that's a good place to launch in that he was a working actor before Trek. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Back in the
1: days that you had to be. Yeah. and
0: yeah. so, But he, uh, a television actor, and he had a, a few breaks here and there. Of course, some television was... Uh, Anthology style.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh famous, Very famous in, Twilight Zone. Episode. Yeah, the Twilight yeah, which Zone he, episode. which was
2: really good. It wasn't just his performance, although it was that. Uh to tear at twenty thousand feet uh, was uh, fantastic it's one of those when you think of the original Twilight Zone, it's one that almost everybody thinks everybody of everybody remembers yes, that okay. one. wasn't the only one he did, he did another one well, which right, he was two. Yeah, which was not as an astronaut own. in
1: the other one, wasn't he?
2: Uh yes, and it was it takes place uh in a uh, a diner
1: in California most of it, and it's a it's oh a, no all right I, yeah I'm thinking of a diff- it must be a different show uh, yes I've got the diner one yes that's
2: correct that's the one which I didn't think was all that great but the Terrence Twenty okay. Thousand Feet in fact when the Twilight Zone came back again uh, just recently in its third iteration they remade that they remade that well one. And that would be the that's
1: second the... remake because that was one of the 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 ones they did in the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So that one has cultural significance in many ways.
2: That's right. And it started with Shatner.
1: Yeah. Uh, which is you
2: know he, well, he a it a well, great story. It is. You know yeah. he did well with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just endemic of how well he really he was able to act. He the guy was a good actor. I mean he, he did lots of other things in those early days. I mean one of the things that I really like thinking uh, and got, this is kind of what got him known was he had a small role uh, in 1961 at Judgment Nuremberg. The movie. Mm. This Mm. is before Trek, and this is one of the things that put him out to the stage thinking, this guy's got leading man capabilities here. And that's what enabled him in many ways. That plus uh, the Twilight Zone that he'd done, and he did a couple other things, one on Route 66, and uh, he even did A Man from Uncle earlier Cold Hands, Warm Heart. From Outer Limits is what you're thinking of. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Which about. was, you know, they, they, some people get those easily confused because they're both anthology speculative fiction.
1: fiction. Right around that same yeah. time,
2: uh, Outer Limits was, of course, an hour long, whereas Twilight Zone, which was right. earlier, was one was more minutes.
1: science fiction, one was more suspense thriller.
2: Correct, exactly. So, I liked Outer Limits better because of the science fiction aspect of it. Uh, nevertheless, they had some great, yeah, great folks that did some great stuff on it. That, yeah. that might actually. Those actually might be a pretty good uh, episode for us to do one of these days. But uh, he ended up doing a, a Man From U.N.C.L.E. episode in the early uh, first season of the Project Strigus Affair, which actually paired him with Leonard Nimoy. That's how they met. Yeah. Was doing that. Yeah. And sure enough, after that, he was able to get the Star Trek gig. And, you know,
1: as his first true leading role. I mean, yeah. and it was... Yeah. Well, you know, back then... Um being successful was it it was a little bit talent Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit that lucky break but there was also no small bit was getting in with somebody Right. so you know uh, like a lot of the actors that were in trek they had worked together previously Mm -hmm. you know not everybody all together but you know there were a few connections here and there right um whether it that's be that's kind of the way
2: Yeah, T V worked
1: at the time. Exactly. It, when you
2: proved that you could hit the mark, show up on time, you weren't an ass, all those you know, stuff like that, and people liked watching you, uh, you got that reputation. Yeah. Lot, I mean, Gene Roddenberry had done a short lived TV series called The Lieutenant, where before, prior to uh, star Trek, which most pe- only people that know about it is because of its connection to Star Trek. But a lot of the actors, Michelle Nichols was on that, and several others. They came wasn't through DeMoy there. Wasn't on that one? Uh, no, but <clears throat> he was one of the only ones that wasn't actually. Gary Lockwood was. He was the okay. star, and of course, he was in the second pilot uh, as Gary Mitchell for Star Trek. That was the Roddenberry connection, right? Uh, which he knew him. And Gary Lockwood was. This is before two thousand and one, but he was a fairly well known actor at the time, uh, and did a fine job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah I mean that's kind of how the, how TV worked is you make a connection again have a reputation for being willing to show up and do what right. you needed to do
1: and that, that's not entirely untrue now but some of this, now actors can drive some of that yeah uh, that whereas before that wasn't the case yeah
0: right? oh they'd dump you in a heartbeat if you gave them the slightest bit of a problem
2: right, right. So. and uh, and you know it, you, you built a reputation over time and Shatter did a, you know a, a ton of uh, guest shots all over the place 12 o'clock high gun smoke uh I mean everybody was doing those sort of things at that time right
1: uh, well and the point is he was a working actor yes. He, yes he was working he was trying to get better um was he classically trained yes he was uh he was uh he was in Shakespeare in the 50s
2: that's what I thought uh, that's where he came from he was a it's what he was trained in in Ottawa and when you
1: what, think about Chapman oh my God, he's perfect for Shakespeare.
2: (laughs) Ironically enough, and this is somebody we might consider raising the glass to, is Christopher Plummer, who recently passed away, and who, of course, Shatner ends up getting him the role in Star Trek VI as General Chang because of their friendship because in the 50s, Shatner was the understudy to Christopher Plummer. Oh. It's Shakespeare in Henry V in Canada. They're both Canadians, and that's how they met and became lifelong friends there. And, Plummer tells the story in one of his interviews that he was unable was to be on stage one evening and Shatner took the role and for whatever reason he saw a part of it. I guess he was in the audience or whatever and he says, this guy's going to be a star. Now that's that, those are plumber's <laughs> words. Apocryphal, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. But he yeah. did say that, and, uh, and they became great friends on that because Shatner and he's recorded some stuff over the years. Henry V, in particular, is one that that Shatner yeah. always loved playing, and he's done some recordings on his uh, vinyl albums actually that he released in the late seven, late sixties, early seventies. quite a few of them actually that he would perform some of that stuff. So yes, yeah, you know, he was he was classically trained on that, and yes, you're right. He he lends himself. To that, very <laughs> clearly, uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to parody him too much, but yeah. he, and he's and of his Shatnerian style, he's often said that's just he's remembering the next line. That's just how he
1: works. But and not everything is done that. <coughs> way. Yeah, that's just the way. Uh, he... That's that's a, a lot of that is dramatic effect as well, right? Um, which is fine, but you know, he's he doesn't play the same character all the time. Although once you become famous for something. You get a lot of similar characters. Yeah. Right. And that's that's part of that. Yeah. So, you know, TJ Hooker, you know, people see a lot of Captain Kirk in that. Yeah. I mean,
2: he was still young enough at the time. I mean, it was a lead role in a cop series, which was fairly big. I mean, Chips was huge at that time. Yes. And it was an attempt. And it
1: ran for a while, too. It did. Yeah. Yeah. TJ Hooker ran for eight seasons or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a phenomenal run for television. Yeah. Any period. So yeah and you know that was back <coughs> when seasons were you know 25 26 27 28 you know, yeah. episodes not yeah, this 13 it, but... episodes a season kind of crap the way they do now at
2: best yeah he did some you know and that was kind of like he had had a few series in between uh, and we can talk a little bit about Star Trek uh, because it was his big break and it made him an absolutely international star.
1: After, after the fact yeah
0: it, it only ran uh, basically four seasons I think here not, TJ
2: not, Hooker
1: that TJ is TJ yes. Hooker Yeah. Oh, wow okay I thought it uh, ran longer than that yeah. but
0: looks like well it looks like seasons looks like there was at least five 91 mm-hmm. total
2: episodes yeah that's you know that's a significant so that's, that's
1: more than Trek yeah
2: absolutely. well actually absolutely. no
1: that's about Trek Trek had 78 okay I was saying so it was, so it was a
2: little bit more than that but well, if you okay. count the animated episodes well yeah you yeah. could because he acted in those he did the voice acting, he did the yeah. voice acting yeah. in that
0: but, I mean, Trek's a, a three-year thing in the middle of the 60s that the television executives were okay with, but if they could find something cheaper to replace it, they were all happy to do that. Well, Laugh-In essentially is what replaced it, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, and you know, by today's standards, or even in the 80s, it would never have gone off the air. Because, you know, they've they learned how to measure things differently and better yeah. later on. Right. And they realized, "Oh my god, we should have kept that." Yeah. Uh, because the audience was exactly what you want.
2: That's right. Yeah, they were the consuming audience. They were the it skewed younger. Yeah. And that's what they what they wanted, but they were still, and we've talked about this in other episodes, the mentality for television in the 60s was vastly different than what came after that. They made a deliberate change saying, "We want we do not want this we want to reflect real life. People want that; they deserve that. And sh- this was kind of a way that I think Star Trek uh, made that happen because they realized we want things to be better than these body bags, as you've said, Martin, many times that yeah. we see on the news at night.
1: Well, and Trek touched a lot of themes indirectly right. that they later want. I mean, a lot. Of some of those things they still didn't want to touch. Right. But they touched on themes that had real-world consequences long before anything they, that was allowed. Right, I mean, they thought they they
2: avoided that. They thought that was the you know the death sentence. You don't do that. No, you want to show Gomer Pyle having fun being in the army during the middle of the Vietnam War and never <laughs> mentioning <laughs> Vietnam. That's what they thought they wanted. Yeah, and I, and I'll give uh, the guys at NBC and otherwise. And it was all guys. I said that deliberately because that's all it was at the time. Yeah, uh, that made that change.
1: Well, I think early on that was probably what people did want. You know, they wanted the escapist fare. Mm-hmm. But once you start seeing that on your TV every night, then Gomer Pyle is hard to reconcile. That's right. There's a huge it, cognitive dissonance there.
2: That's exactly yeah, right. Big right. words, good, good, big words.
1: Good phrase. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. But it, all right, so but post Trek, uh, just kind of to kind of run through this almost chronologically. Mm-hmm. After Trek. In the seventies, he, he was riding around in his truck with a trailer and his dog, eking out a living.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're was... doing a, a one-man road show, and a lot of those folks did that. Uh, he would, that's why he would do conventions in the early seventies at first, which you know it was just another it was another gig they're going to you know to pay me for, and you know I kind of need to do that. Uh, he'd just gone through a divorce uh, with his from his, his first wife. Uh, he had three three daughters uh, from that first wife. His only children. Uh, and he would marry again. Uh, actually, four four marriages. And <laughs> yeah. his, his fourth, right. his he just recently divorced last year. His fourth wife, and they've been again for almost twenty years, which is kind of kind of weird. But you know, you yeah. know, it, it is what it is. Uh, so he, he's a, he prides himself on being a good father and grandfather, though. Just to mention yeah.
1: that. So you know, we talk about how he's he's a working actor and how he always has been. So if you go to IMDb as an actor. There are 243 credits.
2: Yeah. See, that's yeah,
1: that's shit. <laughs> when you get so, somebody hey. that has over 50, you think, "Oh my god, they have been a they've been a massive success in their career." Heck, you get somebody that has over 10 and they've got they've been a success. You get 243. Absolutely. Good it's, Lord! It's, 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 and that's individual series and movies, not the episodes in the series. That's right. These are the actual vehicles that yeah, he has he been. He has
2: constantly done stuff and that's one of the reasons he's such a cultural icon. Is he'll do anything as long as as long as he can act it. Yeah. I mean, he was doing stuff what they call them schlock films in the early seventies uh, because it, he could. You know, Kingdom of the Spiders and the Devil's Reign and Big Bad Mama. You know, these are just yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. But he's he's constantly working. He, yeah, I team. mean
0: there there's a there's a double edged sword to Star Trek. I mean. It was huge for him, right. but it was also nearly killed his
2: career. Correct, because he's uh, he, fortunately he was seen as a leading man. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was a good-looking guy, it, young, it, clean-cut. It, it, that's right, and he was and he was a hardworking actor. You know, he he could handle getting up at five a you know four or five a.m. working all day and doing that six days a week without any issues. That was, you know, that's one yeah. of the things, you know, you want that in your in your stars of stuff and he did it very very well. One of the things I loved and you guys probably remember seeing this was the $10,000 or the $25,000 pyramid yes. in the 70s, depending oh, on what, yeah. depending on what it was. Shatner was a regular guest. Yes. And he was a hoot. He was absolutely a hoot on these sort of things. They even did one of Kirk versus Spock uh, in 77 with Nimoy As one uh, along with him, which is fantastic, and I even remember watching the one that he did, where he does, you know, the the pyramid himself. He sits in one chair, turns around, and does it all, and manages to win the money at the very end. They show that that's just him being Shatner. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just hilarious, and he's just it's just. That's just, but
0: there, but there, there were some super lean years too.
2: There were, yes, that's uh, right.
0: They, I mean, we didn't think of him as a huge success, but there were super lean years. He
2: got no residuals from the original series. Yeah, There's
0: no money at that time from the.
2: That was the uh, contract. And then, so at the time. they
0: they did they did get a break when doing the voice acting for the
2: animated series. Ironically, it was Shatner and Nimoy together. Because when they wanted to do the animated, they only wanted three voices. They only wanted those. They two insisted in. on bringing. And they in insisted some of the on other... bringing in the others. Yeah. Uh, which they couldn't quite make it a complete deal. Walter Koenig. They had to cut. They cut the line one where he didn't get in, but he wrote an episode.
1: Yeah. For you know, that. I don't know that it really was a whole lot of lean years. When I'm looking through IMDb, he's got every year. He's got yeah, he's busy. many... Appearances on—I te- mean, he's, so he—he he he doesn't have active. series, yeah, but he's, he's got actively. many appearances on television yeah. and in some movies. You know, it's not like just one here and a couple years later. I mean, it's like you know, four, five, six, a dozen appearances. Well,
2: he was well known through Star Trek, especially yes. in the '70s because of syndication. He was a bankable star for television, uh, and he's—I mean, you remember the short-lived series Barbary Coast in '75. Yeah, uh, which didn't last, but it was it was his show. I mean, yeah. he was the main character in that. But it's he's not he's he doesn't have a regular gig and a a
0: really well paying regular gig. But right, he's back. to just
1: being an everyday working an actor. Everyday, guest but he's working.
0: He's working. Yeah. But it's not the money's not coming in. But then they decide to work up the motion picture. Right,
2: which was originally going to be a second TV series. Yeah, I
0: mean, and they went back
1: and forth on that. Yeah, right. that
2: was all going to be
0: yeah the and what would eventually become Next Generation, and all that stuff. Some of that, some uh, well,
1: they did a lot of that in the movie. You know, so major yeah. uh, was one of the plots. Yes, granted, right. it was also a recycled original series <laughs> episode. Yeah, but, them, you know, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: but you know, but Decker and some of that other stuff was yeah. was going to be that. It, it, second yes,
2: series. That was the intention, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, it just but basically, got, it
0: the success of those first two Trek films then kind of lands him
2: back on top.
0: I mean, especially oh, and, the, as the a story role. Yeah, yeah, the success of the second one. That's correct. Because the first it.
2: one really, uh, it was not well received. It was kind of a, a Hollywood dud, both... For mismanagement, and cost overruns, and it didn't bring in people. They expected it to be another Star Wars,
1: and it didn't. There was it, just no action.
2: Well, yeah. It was G-rated, for goodness sake. That's right. I mean, and not, I, mean I love it, personally. Oh, but, well, I always liked the motion. But I find it fascinating, but, but, but I, I understand the criticism. It's, it's very cerebral, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was Star Trek at its strength sometimes, but not in a motion picture, especially not your first one. And that's where a lot of that yeah. kind of went off the rails. But nevertheless, they were able to parlay in a second one, and it hit lightning in the bottle, as we've talked yeah. about. It, it it captured what made that series so good and brought it forward. And from then on, Shatner's gone from being a television star to a movie star. Yeah. And well, that then was. That then was there's a, leap. A, a spot where he gets to direct one of them, too, right? <sighs> yes. That's when we met him, the time, and you remember that. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we saw him in Michigan was in '89. Uh, the the way the thing worked was is they did the second movie Leonard Nimoy was being disenchanted with the role because he was so identified with it and the only reason they could get him to do it is the producer Harvey Bennett says H- uh, how would you like a good death scene yeah, okay
0: they, they promised to kill him
2: they promised to kill him off and and, and you know Nimoy bit he loved it yeah. and it didn't take him very long however to realize oh crap i liked this this wasn't as bad as i thought you know it's also
1: a good Nice paycheck. It's a nice paycheck. So they... Uh, they... Yeah, because he did not have the, the success outside of Trek that Shatner did. Correct, yeah. Uh, we had good roles here and there, but it wasn't He had a the really same.
0: good role in Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 78. Right. He, when the... he, he
1: was also
2: in Mission Impossible for a season. He was, yeah. Uh, in the late he 60s. He narrated In Search Of. Which was very, very good, even though it was yeah. syndicated. It was, it was, it was, so he was yeah. he was busy. Uh, he, he, maybe not so much as Shatner, as you say, but you know he was out there. But nevertheless, they... Before they actually, after the movie had wrapped filming, but before they had actually gone out uh, to be released, he says, well, maybe I wouldn't mind coming back. (laughs) They started talking to him about that, and he says, well, would you direct? Or I think he's the one that says, how about if you let me direct? I'll come back if you let me direct. Oh, okay. So they added a few scenes at the end of, of Wrath of Khan. Uh, the remember scene and yeah. all that, and showing the tube on Genesis. That was all filmed after he agreed, let's do this again. Mm-hmm. So, Nimoy got to direct. He did it Star Trek III. It was a success. Yep. So, he got the deal for Star Trek IV, but Shatner's agent, they already had in their contracts, you know, if Nimoy gets it, I get the yeah, option. Yeah, if, if Nimoy gets to, to con- direct, I do. Well, that, that's ultimately it. it is, yeah. It's because that was kind of, there was a parity clause in both of their things. If Shatner gets to do it, then Nimoy gets to do it. That was just, that's just the way things were done at that time. So the plan was, after Nimoy had done, and Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, was an enormous, critical, and box office success. It was probably the most successful of all the Trek movies. Uh, and it, was, it made the folks at Paramount look up and think, well, you know, maybe we got something here that's got more than just a little flash in the pan. It can be a Star Wars-type thing with continuity and, you know, consistency. We can bank on these things making money. So they hand the keys to Shatner... And say, "Okay, Bill, take off. Do what you want to." And I believe because it was not his direction, I don't think it was the concept, the story. The
1: story sucked. Sucked. Correct. I think the best, some of the best bits that Trek has ever done, is in Star Trek Five. Agreed. The it's whole... the interpersonal bits.
2: Yes. Shatner when they're camping, knew that. the camping scene is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's excellent. It's really, really great stuff.
1: Yeah. When they're drinking, and Bones says, "You know, you really piss me, me off." <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's just great stuff because it's it was it was real and authentic to the character. Right. It had there were so many really great moments in there, and
2: uh, but trying to find God is an absolutely unsustainable premise. Yeah, you, you can't do that. There's well, no way that that's ever going to work.
1: And the concept is really silly the, one they, the way they do it. Why would he be at the center of our galaxy?
2: Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the technical expertise and edge that the series had always hewn pretty close to the tech was a big part of the way trek worked it had to be somewhat believable
1: yeah
2: uh within itself of course yeah that kind of went out the window here and that yeah. was an insult to the fans
1: you have so many little what we would call continuity glitches and, yeah. and you know things like how many uh decks there are on the enterprise mm-hmm. uh, when they're going up the elevator shaft yes. uh, and never by the fact they pass the same number you know they, so they go up, up and down and back which up. Was poor editing, yeah, which you know, uh, ultimately that,
2: that lays on Shatner's shoulder because he's the director, right? And I now and you remember when we saw him that summer. It was after the movie had premiered, and it was tanking bad. So he goes on a publicity tour. First thing he says out of his, you know, because he doesn't did not do most of these. he's Shatner at this point, uh, he'll do occasionally, but mostly he doesn't do them. But he went on a tour for these things. He says it's not making enough money. You'll need to come and see it. Otherwise, there might not be a Star Trek six. Well, there was, uh, but, but it was, that was in doubt for a while. It was very much in doubt because the, the movie stank box office wise yeah. so bad. Yeah. It
1: was a silly, it was almost like a silly original series episode that they made into a movie.
2: Right. Right. And it just... it Like uh, it's a lost
1: script, almost, or something. was like, oh, hey. It's, well, I mean, they really, it's like doing Spock's brain as a movie. That's how ludicrous the, the thing yeah. was. I was going to say Plato's Stepchildren, but yes, that's... Uh, and the children shall eat. We could go on. Yeah, on, of course. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, there's bad, and then there's
2: silly. This was just silly. Well, that's correct. It, it uh, Again, it had its great moments, uh, but generally sucked.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's a great example of... There may be great bits, but... They are not greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is just. just not it, enough of it worked. Yeah. So, and so that's his, not on him.
0: His career's taking off, though. I mean, now he's not just a movie star, he's a movie director.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The and 80s he, were very transformative yeah. for him. Yeah. And well, yeah. I don't even
1: know that you could say taking off because, I mean, yeah, he, he's, know, once well he's cemented. known, he's he's pretty well. But he's getting a lot more opportunities. Yeah. He's doing different things. And again,
0: we talked about TJ Hooker. That's a five season yeah.
1: uh, 80s TV show. Right. That was. I'm kind of surprised that's not made it more into syndication. I mean, mm-hmm. 90 episodes, 100 is supposed to be the, the the mark, but that's less true now. Yeah. Although maybe, you know, that doesn't play well for today's audiences, I don't know. But, you know, before that, I'm surprised it didn't make it into syndication more than it did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all of that success in the 80s led directly to branching out into uh, the books, Tech War. I was glad
0: you mentioned it yes, because, because I want to, to go from there, he branches into lots of things. It becomes a thoroughbred owner and he's still doing television,
2: different television series, uh, rescue nine one one. I mean, he yeah. did that for six years. Uh, and he's also doing just, uh, popping in here and there and all over the place, uh, just his commercials for goodness sakes. He did one for promise margarine. And, uh, of course we haven't even got to price line. Yeah. Which was, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. For him.
1: And then adding in Kaylee Cuoco on those, those, that was a great addition. Yeah, Very much so. so yeah. Very I mean, fun. That's
2: that, that ran for, you know, decades, uh, I don't know about decades. Well, but. at least at least one, right? Well uh, Okay, yeah.
1: but I mean decades and flies like twenty years. Oh, okay. I don't think it ran that long. Right, <laughs> so. yeah.
2: But he uh, he was actually a very accomplished author. Now he always had ghostwriters working with him, and that's okay. But his yeah. his concepts, I mean his name his name recognition was high up there. And yeah, he, you
1: put Shatner as the author on a book, people are gonna buy it. Absolutely. But it still has to be good to keep buying them. Uh, and that's the thing. There's a whole they kept series buying of books. Them, so. Yeah, I know.
2: I bought just about every one of them, uh, and he would, and he wrote a whole series of Star Trek books as well. Yes, uh, this is this is post uh, generations after Kirk dies uh, in the movies, which I never thought I'd see that day. I never thought Shatner and Patrick Stewart would actually work together. Uh, they, there was talk about it at the time. I remember uh, we probably had conversations to saying, "Wow, wouldn't it be great if uh, if they brought Captain Kirk in with Captain Picard?" I said they'd never do it there's no way the two of those guys are going to work together. And I was proved wrong. Not only did they do so, they loved it. They're great. I mean, it just just goes to show both of them are at the top of their acting craft. And they made a, it's still one of probably my favorite of the next generation movies was that one with the two of them together. But it kind of wrote Kirk out, uh, essentially forever. He's not come back on film, uh, with Shatner anyway. Mm -hmm. But Shatner took that character in the books he wrote. He wrote a, Prequel to that uh, to that movie called The Ashes of Eden, which was actually very very yes, good. Yes, very I good. That book. And he took it from there and resurrected the character in a kind of an alternate universe type mm-hmm. thing, and wrote like six other books with this character after the fact after he's been killed. Uh, that was brilliant. It really was, and I've read those books. Uh, it, they're very good. They're very very. The guy has got some serious acting and writing chops, uh, and. He's also done several biographies. I even bought his original biography in the 70s that he wrote uh, back in this. I was probably 10 or 12. I found it at a, I was in the city with my aunt at a convenience store, and there, were, there was Shatner's face on the little <laughs> spinner rack with his thing. I said, Gotta have it. And I did. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he's written several books about himself since then, and they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he does.
1: He he is really good at not taking himself seriously, which you know you could argue that well he's just a buffoon, mm-hmm. or just that well with that kind of money you can do whatever you want. You know, maybe a little bit of both. I don't know, but the point is he can do it. He he's, he's he does it well too. He, he under I think he has a good understanding of his place in the scheme of things. Yeah, like, culturally, culturally, uh, yeah. Th- that's a rare thing for somebody who has celebrity. I mean, do you think Kim Kardashian really has a, a good understanding of her place in the scheme of things? No, I don't think. I mean, maybe most, she does. Most celebrities
0: think they're the center of the universe. Right. And he's just he I think to his credit, and maybe I'm I'm just assuming something, but I I feel like he thinks almost like that Saturday Night Live skit. Right. You took something I did for a few years that was pretty enjoyable and you've turned it into this monumental thing. But I, I'm appreciative, yeah. even though he made fun of it. He really is appreciative of the opportunity he that is. gave him, and like we said, he's mm-hmm. then taken that. And yes, he was still up until just a few years ago active in television. Uh, Boston Legal, I think, was the name yeah, of the we show. Didn't even talk about as that, Danny Crane, oh, God, which, is, which he, he got, got huge, huge well, notice. Yeah. Yes, great reviews for that character. That was just tremendous, and and then branching into an author and a spokesman and a uh, uh, He's somebody uh, that you can watch red owner. do anything,
2: yeah, and, and a and personality people want to watch him do stuff.
1: So. Yeah, I, I think one of the great things about him as a person, as an actor, uh, somebody that that really is a cultural icon. It, it's a minor thing in the grand scheme of things, but it's just very illustrative of I think who he is. And I'm going to use Patrick Stewart as the juxtaposition for this. And I don't mean this say Stewart is bad and, and Shatner is good. It's just Two different approaches. Mm-hmm. You know? So we were at two cons. Mm-hmm. Both captains were there, and, and they, not the same con, but yeah, we it saw the it, it same Stewart. year though. It was eighty nine. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember that. You, you have more memory for that than I do, but there was only um, a few months apart. So we—I don't remember which one we saw first, and that doesn't yeah. really matter. Shatner, actually. So, so, then I'll do Shatner first. <laughs> so we have—we're um, there with Shatner. He's late getting there. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, he was very apologetic for that. He, I mean, you could tell he was really upset and embarrassed that he was late yeah because that's unprofessional
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, plus you know that's less time to spend with the fans i think he really gets a charge out of that yeah so one kid gets up and i can't remember if he was developmentally challenged as we might say today or what but he was he was old enough where he should know better that trek isn't real but he posed a question as if it were real as if he really were kirk shatner handled that beautifully yeah he gave an answer that honored the kid's awe and wonder mm-hmm. without making fun of him yeah and that was fantastic now it's not the same situation now when we saw patrick stewart you know he made a big deal i don't think if they did for shatner i don't remember it about don't record no. <laughs> oh, and
2: yeah and we
1: were sitting behind a guy oh yes who had a camera out uh-huh Patrick Stewart stopped the whole thing immediately and refused to go on take another question say another word, until that guy put his camera away
2: and I remember they, he called for security and uh they they brought they came forward because they're right to row and right in front of us and all well, you know because he's looking exactly where it's at and pointing I was like, yeah wow and to be fair I understand why I, well I mean that that person was a I, he was I an did, idiot. Yes. Oh, it was awful. It was terrible because they were told, "Do not do this." Right.
1: But it was made everything very uncomfortable. It was, and in the end, I understand it's Patrick Stewart protecting himself. Absolutely. Yeah. But in the end, it actually made him look bad.
2: Yeah. It, it, it was it was a dick move. Unfortunately, I get he had to do it. Yeah. Well,
1: it was it was a dick move in response to a dick move.
2: Yeah. Well, that's oh, very well put. That's ecadian. so
1: two dick moves don't make a right. Exactly. Um, but I understand why he did it and, and why he had to because you can't. If, if that's your thing, you know, that you don't want other people, because people would have, you know, they would have put that on tape and then eventually DVD and they'd, they'd have sold it and made money off of them. Right. You yeah. never would have saw it done. So I, I get that. That's yeah. partly protecting your intellectual and personal image. Yeah. Intellectual property property and personal image, fine. But not everybody really cares about that. Um, and just it was just really illustrated, I think, the difference in approach and why Ch- – it's not that Patrick Stewart isn't loved – but it just seems like there's more love for Shatner. At least to me, there's more love for Shatner as a person. Yeah, he uh, Shatner has a
2: charm and a charisma about him that's hilarious. And he uh, and he's, it, it, like I say, if you follow his Twitter feed, it's amazing. He spends most of his time defending himself against stupidity. I, I mean, I think Twitter must be the modern-day sewer. Because oh, it some, is. Oh, because it, it's just awful. Some of the stuff people come up and say either about Kirk
1: or about him Oh, and anybody. I mean, that's the thing. Twitter that's, that's is the worst all of humanity, yeah. in my opinion. And, and it's it's awful. And you
0: know, yeah. he does... It's it's a way to take swings at people from behind a screen. That's exactly yeah. right.
2: And that's and they do it because he's a well-known figure. They do it constantly. And he's very active. And it's him. He's, yeah. he said so many times, you know, I'm the one that's running this one. And, uh, you know, I don't, he said, you know, he's very clear. I don't do this. I don't do that. I do do this. I always do this. Uh, he talks about charity work. He's done tons and tons of charity work. Yes, yes, and he yes. gets, uh, he gets requests all the time. I remember that, uh, there was a little bit of a, uh, dust up on Twitter because he stopped selling uh, personal merchandise in the UK because of their tax policies. Mm-hmm. And he says, No, I'm sorry, we can't make any money by doing that. We're yeah. just not going to be available over there. And uh people in the UK will be and he just said, you know, sorry, it's a business decision. Yeah. You no, know, talk to your talk to your representatives over there that put this tax policy. Talk to your MP. Talk exactly. to the exactly. parliament. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it is. And you know, he didn't take any shit. He never takes any shit. Uh and he's usually very gentlemanly.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: exactly the, but the he, point I was making was you kid. can do this in you know in a short period of time. Some of that kind of gets by the board because you've got to be clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's
1: gentlemanly, and then there's being direct. Yeah, <laughs> and direct. And then there's, that's, and that's then a there's way, being he, dickish. No, no, he, uh, I, and he's not that. I've never seen that. No. Uh, uh,
2: even even when he, it would have been totally understandable and even deserved on the part of some of the things that he's had to endure. Like sure. That. Because and, I, you know I'm he a,
1: certainly has not always been his own best friend. Uh, you know, we can be honest about that because. You know, anybody who's in the public spotlight is going to do something that's going to yeah. uh, give fodder to the well. To the he's people.
2: constantly being recorded, and you catch him at the at the you know at yes. the right moment, and you know all he has to do is say something you know that's yes he undeservedly
1: of, got a lot of lot of flack over when uh, one of the wives uh, drowned in the pool. I think his wife, was. yes,
2: uh, his third wife, Noreen. She uh, she was an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was only married like for two years to her, and she. She drowns in the pool. On that, he was gone at the time. He comes home, finds her there. Of course, he goes absolutely. I mean, they record him because well, all
1: nine one one calls are recorded.
2: Exactly, uh, it, uh, and I, it was, but it was released. It, it was released exactly, and Cause it, it was, sounds. It just sounds odd, but it, it really is. And uh, in fact, let not to
1: say I don't think he had anything to do with it. Don't get me. Wrong. No, he was.
2: Yeah. Uh, he was not even home. And it was. He was cleared. It was an accident, and she had a history too. In fact, uh, Leonard Nimoy, who himself had struggled with alcoholism, was. Trying to get her help.
0: Yes, I, her. I remember that part of the story. That he was trying to, to yeah, and it was it, it was
2: the friendship the two of them had. Yeah, that Bill Shatner kind of got Nimoy to try to help. That, but the story goes she didn't want to be helped.
1: Alcoholic who doesn't want to be helped is not going to be helped.
2: That's correct, and that's ultimately what happened. It's very yeah. it's a tragedy. Yeah, it was a very
1: very sad story. Very very tragic. I was it just it was just one of those things like and you're giving him grief over this because you think his nine one one call sounds odd, which it did. Um yeah. you know, I mean, but shock affects people different ways. Exactly correct.
2: And, I mean he comes home and he finds his wife dead at the bottom of the damn pool. And you think he's gonna be, you know, acting in such a way in a decent way?
1: Or in what you think is decent. Well yeah, that's
2: right, you know, you're own, you're gonna impose how, your own uh He's probably
0: trying to stay calm and tell somebody he's, He's spoken a
2: lot about the issue yeah. in recent in, since that time. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's a horrible thing. <coughs> yeah. that's Very much horrible.
0: so. So, um, fellas, I think it's it's a good spot here. To take our bourbon break.
1: Ah, yes. I was
2: hoping you were going to do that because, you know, hey, Shatner, he, he loves Kentucky. He doesn't live here. He tells you that on Twitter all the time. Yeah. But he ha- he owns property here yeah. and because this is the horse capital. Yeah. So bourbon has to be some of his thing. You know, I just, he has to certainly have an appreciation for it. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: Bill, if you're listening to this and you'd like to thank us for doing the episode, you can send us each a bottle of Pappy's. <laughs> Contact us on our website at snakesandotters.com. That's and right. We'll, we'll make the arrangements. Yes. Or since you're active on Twitter,
0: yes, so are we. So are we. So just uh, at Snakes and Otters, Snakes and Otters Podcast, Snakes and Otters Podcast. Yes, it is. So um, yes, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter very easily at Snakes and Otters Podcast. But I'm uh, I poured uh, a little shot here of Bullet. Um, so what
1: did you guys pour? Uh, I still have the uh, the Quarter Horse. You're, okay, you're working on Quarter yeah, Horse. Finishing that off, and I'm going to move to the Bullet next. I'm looking okay. forward to that. Yeah, right. I
2: know I have stayed with the quarter horse. Uh, it where I mean, it's a Shatner episode. Of course, you're going to drink quarter horse. I mean, come <laughs> on. Uh, he thinks a, the
1: stuff way through through more way more than I do. It, yes. just, it just
2: happened. Actually, it just kind of worked out that way. Nevertheless, okay. uh, I took the serendipitous. I took the opportunity. It's kind of it a Tholian web where he weaves oh, all very of this nice. together. Oh yes, very, very good, nice. oh, very good. Yes, I love so, that. Yes, very very. A, bad a nice.
0: Tholian web of Shatner coincidences. There. Yes, we'll take it. All right. So, um, I did want to hit that we would breeze past it, but a little more in depth about the Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Because it, it, it did kind of catch some... I mean, like, people who, who understood it sort of... I mean, like, I, being guys, a Star Trek fan, I still laugh, because it, it was still right. kind of well, right. guys
1: like us who went to the conventions... But didn't dress up in the costumes. Right. And were so invested in it that that was, although, I mean, I think Francis, I think, was like this close to tipping over to that side of things. Um, really?
2: I did buy quite a bit of merchandise. Yes, you did. That's true. Yes, she you did, she did buy,
1: but you never sewed your own costume no, together. No. no,
2: no, no, no. Uh,
1: but, you know, th- those kind of people, the, the ones, you know, whenever they would do a, an interview with somebody about Trek, like when TNG first came out and they did interviews, they did. Uh, group of people who watch it and then they did you know what did you think of the episode and i remember specifically this one lady older lady you know older than we are now i think she had to be in her 60s Mm -hmm. wearing a a blue original series uniform and talking about how weird it was to see a klingon on the the bridge of the enterprise i'm thinking really this is who you pick it's like when they do a story in kentucky and you know a tornado has just gone through. Where do they do? What do they do? They go to the trailer park. Go to the trailer find park. Find the most toothless person they can find.
2: <laughs> Whatever stereotype you can. Start. Yeah,
1: and that's the one that they do the national
0: interview with. Yeah. Well, it, if you've called the UFO hotline more than five times in a day, you might be a redneck. Exactly.
1: So the people like that hated that episode of Saturday Night Live. I think it just hit a little too close to home. Yeah, yeah. Whereas for us, we could see the humor
2: in it. Yeah, because we'd experienced it and we witnessed it, and thinking, well, yeah, there are. Lots but of But it was, people still wasn't like us. Things. It wasn't us. No, yeah. not quite. Because we had kissed a few girls by then. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yes, uh, and and in fairness, too, Shatner performed that. He did write that. Right. You know, that's the Saturday Night Live folks that did that. They're just working with their star, with their guest star, to make something that works. It, but it it struck a nerve. Right. For yeah. You.
1: You're thirty. You ever been kissed? <laughs> you ever kissed
2: a girl? It's brilliant. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. It
0: was. It was really good parody. It it's poked just fun a at TV it, show. Yeah, it poked fun at him, and but he he wasn't too big to say no. Oh, this is sacred. You can't poke fun right. at my uh, cash cow here, uh, right? Because it was post the the films.
2: Yeah, and, and it the was start yeah. of them
0: starting to make. It was coming back and making money, and it was a yeah, big deal. It
2: was very much a. a active at that time I mean it was mid 80s it was later it was later 80s because yeah, it was like 80s. the David
0: Spade cast I think so it would yes, have been
1: about uh, that 89, nineties. You know, yeah right
2: around the time Star Trek V was done yeah uh, I'm not sure exactly where it falls well
1: Next Generation had already been out by the time it, this was done for sure correct yes so but yeah you know it was just it's a shame that he got so much flack for it I understand why he did but again he just he wasn't afraid isn't afraid Fun kind of skewer himself.
0: himself a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, And, you know, and and again, very, very close friends ended up with Nimoy, but not with all the rest
2: of the cast. Nope, not
0: necessarily. with or Not all of them. Either.
2: Not no, all of them. He and George Takai still, still feud from time to time. I'm not so sure how much of that's not just ginned up for the both of them. Because a lot of people... Well, I mean, honestly, I think Takai
0: would be completely
2: forgotten if he wasn't. Unfortunately, that's
0: cool. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, yeah, I mean, he. Sometimes track. Yeah, I mean, he, he would. I don't think he would have had much of a career at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, this.
1: I mean, not that he's he a bad actor. He but,
0: complains about being stereotyped and track, but you know, sometimes it's not the stereotype. Sometimes you're just not gaining traction as an actor. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. and really,
1: you know, partially it's being an Asian man in the in the 60s and, and early 70s. I get that. You know, he, he he apparently didn't know enough karate to get into the Bruce Lee movies. I don't know. It's but and
0: there were only going to be so many Vietnam movies. Only going to be so many Vietnam movies. Yeah. So that I mean, was, you know, famously had the one part in the John Wayne uh, Green, uh,
1: Green Berets. Berets. Yeah. Before Trek. But you know, and, and I say all that Journey kind of tongue in cheek, but that was kind of the reality of things then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was very difficult for for a man like him to to get real parts. Um, he would have been better served to really embrace it. Now, he did take time off from acting when he wasn't getting it, and he, he ran for office uh, in um, California. What did he run for? He actually won one race. Didn't he serve in something? Oh, yes, but uh, I'd have like to a local look. representative or something? He was. I'd
2: have to look that up. Yeah. yeah, it was in the 80s, I think. No, no, this is in the 70s. 70s. This is before Maybe, the movies. May, yeah, it may have been that. Yeah, yeah
1: this, is, this is during the dark times. <laughs> right. Uh, because um,
2: once, once Star Trek kind of came back around, hey, at least he would have the movies. He did that. And his face became recognizable. Yeah. And he kind of did the same thing Shatner did. I'm sure he probably would bristle at, at hearing me say that. but He, let he him, leaned into it. He leaned into it. He let himself be himself. Uh, and in fact, uh, they did a, uh, a roast for him, which we watched, I think, once upon a time, the uncensored roast with him uh, and uh, on Shatner. And they brought in Kai. Uh, and you know they've set this up. Is Shatner rides a horse in at the very beginning? It's his shtick, you know. He's, right. he's, he's he's known into that. And as the thing moves on, Takai is the one that eventually says "F you, Shatner," and the horse you rode, rode in, in on. on, which of course you can, <laughs> you know we know by looking at that. Oh, okay. That was a setup, of course.
1: Yeah. Which, but I'm sure George had a great time delivering well, that line. That's
2: probably one of the reasons they got to do it. Is you yeah. Know, yeah. come on, you get the confidence. Shatner
1: Nichols uh, does not have the best relationship with. No, him.
2: they don't. Uh, and James Doohan detested him for a long time. But from what I understand, they made up yeah. prior, just before he died. Uh, which I'm glad to hear that. Uh, a lot of people and Shatner will defend himself pretty quick, quickly on this. Is you know, I was the star. You know, and they were the day players. That's the words he's been using lately. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just kind of the way it was. And, you know, reality sometimes It was speaks. the first
1: real ensemble cast of adults that were relative equals, when you think about it. Very much so. And it was um, unheard of. Right, ways. because you think of ensemble casts, they were more like Gunsmoke, where you had the sheriff and maybe his love interest. And everybody else was those day players. That's right, yeah. You know, they were not prime movers, that you know, we're at, we're in absolutely every single episode. That now, granted, not everybody had meaty parts. Right.
2: Well, there were a know. few uh, Festus, for example, on Gunsmoke was the comic relief. But he was family. the comic
1: relief. He exactly. he, so he had his role. Yes, and it was,
2: but it was always it was never Marshall Dillon. That was right. there was one star, and that was the model at the time. Right, nobody
1: watched the show for Festus. That's right. They People it. did watch it for Spock, but and nobody, they did watch it for Nichelle Nichols as a. But nobody really
0: woman. watched for Sulu
1: nobody really watched from no. although I honestly I, I, always thought I always he was thinking got a like, short shrift yeah I, I really did.
0: I like I thought there was a lot you could do with that character and when they did something with that character, it was usually pretty good that's yeah. correct yeah uh, um, even the the parts in the films I mean yeah he's just sitting at the console doing what Kirk tells him but the part of uh, in Rath he says we're not gonna make it are we I mean that's pretty powerful. It's a good
1: line. It's just the one line. Oh, the Oh, my favorite scene. line from him is does it. so much for the little training crews." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and they, and they did. And by that time, they had worked out. Let's give these folks, you know, a little gonna, something. Right, and Star something. Trek
1: Six was giving his character some due when he got yeah. to be captain of the the Excelsior, and he did yeah. a fantastic job of it. He did. He, he campaigned really
2: did. for years after that. For all I know, he still is about trying to get a Captain Sulu
1: TV series. Yeah. If they hadn't moved down from Next Generation, it probably would have been a good that's idea. A possibility.
2: Well, I mean, Michael Dorn is now doing that, wanting a Captain Wharf TV series. So it's just kind of, uh, uh, which would actually be pretty good, actually. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, the, the, you're right. There were prickly relationships, but a lot of that is, yeah, I mean, the guy's the star. You can't, he's the guy putting meat on all of
1: your tables. Don't be too jealous.
2: Right. Yes, well, and yeah, you know, with I'm, guys I'm, I'm like I'm, Nimoy
1: I'm, and, and DeForest Kelly, especially uh, DeForest Kelly, he had a real career prior to Trek, not so much after. Right. Yeah. He kind of got pigeonholed into, oh, you're you're the doctor from Star Trek. Because I mean, he was big in westerns. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, well, you're, meaty role. Yeah, you're
0: the grumpy guy. We don't have a part for a grumpy guy.
1: Right. So you know, and and because Shatner always had work, even if it's just doing. A dozen television episodes from various series in out in a year that had to be galling because yeah. you know he does come across as is a, a egotistical buffoon in some some of his person you know some of the things that that he's done and I don't think that's necessarily intentional as in the I'm so much better than you he's just one of those guys that's literally larger than life all the time
2: yeah that's just what he is and and whether that's good or bad well people have and this is a human thing. We don't really like people with supreme confidence. That Very scares true. Mm-hmm. us. Yeah, they must be wrong about something. And people don't like. And Shatner exudes confidence in everything he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, with elan and gusto. I like those <laughs> words. That I think kind of says what he when he comes, he brings his A game. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be yeah. there. Well, Again, yeah, that's, the, you know, that's mastering
1: his craft. He always likes craft. to talk about it, and he's one of those guys that took acting seriously enough that he was always working. You know, and it's not to say that that's just because he was serious about working. He was a good-looking white guy in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, he was going to get work before somebody like George Kay or um, uh, Nichelle Nichols and... Um, uh, uh, Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, they just, they just weren't as good on the acting ability as he was. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that they were bad, it's just... Well, the acting industry
2: itself is pretty merciless. It, it is. is pretty ruthless. It and is, and it's, it's all about image.
1: If you're not filling the screen up,
2: yeah, they,
0: they, don't, want they, you. they don't
2: need you. Yeah.
0: And, and Shatner can fill a screen up,
1: small or large. Yeah. Well, and you know, the first dud, you're gone. You got to be really somebody good. Else, to yeah. Somebody to
2: else is waiting for that next big thing. We're yeah. making money here. There,
0: there always is somebody right behind it's, you. It's that a very wants that part.
2: humanizing industry, yeah. uh, and it's it's yeah. chewed up and spit out and. Killed, I'll say it. Many, many good. People. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because they couldn't, they didn't have what it took. And he
0: managed to survive it all with a little bit of humor yeah. and a little and, bit of and, self parody. And succeed. and yeah. succeed. And, you know, and very and well. came out on
2: top. Yeah, because yeah, he's 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 independently wealthy now, and he's still working. He's still doing whatever he wants
1: he to. It just blows my mind that he's ninety.
2: Yeah, ninety. Because he's he 90. does not look it. He's not
1: right, not right, it. he's had work done. I get
2: that. Well, I'm sure. And he's also one that has been
1: extremely health conscious. Uh, he he. It's kind of funny because he does carry around a few extra pounds. He, he does,
0: <laughs> but I don't think he never did smoke, right? I don't think so. Nimoy um, always smoked. Yeah, yeah. You could tell in his voice as, as the yeah. years went on. Yeah, Broke. Nimoy smoked, and I think that really gave him a ton of health problems. Of course, alcohol will as well is when you struggle with that. And I right. think that's something Shatner also avoided uh, for the most part. Was really bad alcohol problems.
2: So that, as, that as helps. General rule, yeah, I mean he has been uh, he he's been very close with his family. Uh, his daughters are just like and his, and his grandchildren now are just he, he even through the you know the four marriages that he's had,
1: uh, he's managed to keep that together very, very well. Was it one of his wives or his daughters that played one of the, the helmsmen? It films? was uh,
2: actually, both uh, played different roles. His wife, second wife, Marcy Lafferty played uh, Chief DeFalco. Yes. In the Star Trek: The Next Generation, I mean, excuse me, the the motion picture. Yes, uh, that she was in that, and they were married at the time. His daughter Melanie played one of the ensigns on the bridge in Star Trek
1: V. Yes, yes, Star yeah. Trek V. Yeah, but she was directing. She was sitting actually in the navigator's seat, if I remember correctly. That's right, and she's the one that said "Captain" on the bridge, yeah. which I thought was totally cool. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. But he
0: appeared with his one of his daughters in uh, Oldsmobile commercials.
2: I think it was uh, Melanie. Uh, he, he has three: uh, Leslie, Elizabeth, and Melanie.
1: What uh, is it about Trek actors and car commercials? You had uh, Ricardo Montalban with the uh, Rich Corinthian leather, yeah, Rich Corinthian, yeah. Chrysler Cordoba. Yes, yes, I remember that. Uh, that was I, Patrick he, Stewart. He was bad. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean he was as a badass.
2: Ricardo Montalban with those commercials. Yeah, it was some serious stuff. Patrick Stewart did the Pontiac commercials, yes. and I never will forget when we saw Michael Dorn. Uh, Sh- Shatner apparently lorded it over Dorn he says hey Michael I just did another Pontiac commercial they paid mm, me lots Stuart. and lots of- Stuart said that uh, I just paid another Pontiac commercial and they paid me lots and lots of money I think I'm going to go out and buy myself a Jaguar <laughs> 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 which he did from what I understand
1: yeah, well, you yeah know,
0: those Oldsmobile those commercials have been a long time but it's funny how you remember that mm-hmm. and, then, and I think he also did some work with uh, Elizabeth in something too right
2: yeah uh, possibly. I'm not sure on that. She actually wrote a book, Lisbeth did, uh, about his directing mm-hmm. of Star Trek. She was kind of like on the spot there with him, kind of mm-hmm. like personal assistant. So she kind of wrote a, uh, a diary of all that stuff. I had, I bought it at the time. It's actually pretty good. She wrote a very good, uh, uh, she wrote very well. And she was young at the time.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, she, yeah was, she was very She was young, in her
2: yeah. 20s, I know. Uh, so it was it was really kind of nice to see that familial aspect. Uh, similar to the way Adam Nimoy did a recent uh a uh, show on a movie on Netflix about his dad, yeah, and, yeah, and all that stuff, which yeah. is really a, a a great thing. And he, he didn't he yeah. Didn't,
1: all the marriages aside, it, it is amazing that you know when you have multiple marriages like that, you usually are estranged from your kids at some point. He does seem to have done very well with with keeping a good relation, if not with his their moms, <laughs> <laughs> right. then certainly with the, with the kids. Although I don't know if he you know had decent relations with the ex-wives. with his ex wives.
2: I haven't heard otherwise. Uh, that's possible. Uh, I mean. Um, as a general rule though, you know, he's extremely active. He does suffer from tinnitus. Supposedly he Oh my god, I, I feel things I've got that. it bad. And uh he's had that supposedly he that happened while they were filming the Star Trek episode Arena. Uh when he makes the cannon
1: for the for he the, makes kills, the, cannon, the gorn, that kills the gorn. That's what
2: gave him tinnitus. Yes. Actually
1: he didn't kill the Gorn. This oh. is true Because one of the quotes uh, that we were looking at for the, the uh the uh, code of honor was about how you know, we may have a million years of savage history behind us, but we can choose not to kill that's or right. something well, like wow. that. Not today. That's right. Uh, he when he defeats the gore. Defeats the gore uh, with, the, uh, with the with the, with the cannon. cannon and now explosion. I have done my own nerd gasm, so I'm done for the day. You're <laughs> you shat yeah. your own gasm. I did. Oh, I was wondering if we were going to do that joke in yes. some way. Get some shat
2: chat. Yes, that's right. You got
1: to do all that sort of stuff. So, so he's I think, just a fun guy, you know. Yeah, he, he's a yeah. fun guy overall love him or hate him you know he's 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 entertaining uh and
0: and again like we said you got to admire the work and the craft and just
2: very much
0: all the 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 doing he is a doer
1: yes that's an important thing for us so
0: he was he it was it's it's a life well lived a full
2: life so amen yeah and we not
1: perfect but i think he's he's done pretty well
2: Well, we we try. we toast him and wish him a happy 90th birthday absolutely happy birthday bill
0: so, and, and yes, we hope you hear this and, and you're into and it.
1: That's right. Retweet us.
0: Yes. We well, we'll we'll, love that. We we'll have, have to put Francis
1: in a tweet when we talk about this episode yes. and see if he'll uh, retweet us. Oh, my gosh. I think he probably would. If if, well, we, if if
2: he listens, I mean, we we've been uh, appropriately fawning, <laughs> I would think, and we uh, we worship the man as the as the the god of acting and personality that he is. The big, so. the but big, not the going to hell kind
1: of way for doing it.
2: Well, of
0: course, <laughs> the big big personality that he is. All yeah. right, that's a good spot to wrap right there. I and, think so. That and again, yeah, we we will definitely have to try to engage him on Twitter when this episode publishes. So happy birthday, Bill and Francis.
2: What is up next? The third and final part of Shatner Palooza. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Captain Kirk. The captain.
1: The captain. Yes, the captain.
2: Yes, the man, the legend, uh, the bait magnet. I mean, we could talk you about Admiral
1: Kirk, You, Admiral Kirk, you're famous everywhere. You saved universe on a regular basis. That's right.
2: He's, he, is, <laughs> he is the legendary James Tiberius Kirk we're going to talk about. Him. We talk about him all the time.
0: Maybe some leadership lessons from leadership Kirk.
2: Leadership lessons, that's fine. Lots of good things that Lots we're going to talk about. from Kirk. About the great character, James T. Kirk. Don't miss it.
0: Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes
1: published every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And
2: I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.